Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a visual artist and musician, Jorge Santos, also known as Mosshead. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. You know, very honored to be here. You know, and happy to be a part of Baltimore's conversation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy... I'm happy you came on. Like the energy is always good to um, speak with people who want to be on a podcast. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like, eh, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, really? It's cloud. It's cloud. <laughs> Seriously. I've had a few people <laughs> that'll get on and then they just disappear after the episode goes up. And it's like, wow. why'd you even do that? Well, I've never been on a podcast. So this is, this is a first. This is a first. I'm excited. <laughs> Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully I'm a good host. Uh, so if we can get into it, um, some of these questions, because I want to talk about your background and you as a creative, you being in Baltimore. Uh, so real quick, um, I, I glazed over what your background is, but creatively, could you describe your work? Yeah. So um, I'm like, a, I'm a psychedelic artist, really. Like I do like illustration, but also bounce it with painting recently more like digital painting graphic design and I also like to incorporate that sort of style into my music I'm a beat maker right now I've made like uh, an EP with a friend of mine local rapper Yoha we made a EP mm -hmm. called retrograde and that's been like a psychedelic kind of hip-hop production but I'm also doing other things with like my solo stuff at the moment and I also like to DJ so I that's like an all-encompassing thing of like what I like to do I like to have like a dark psychedelic vibe to my stuff, you could say. I dig it. It's like an immersive kind of situation there where I think when you're fully dipped and you're fully into it, I think some of the um, the great artists or the artists that have a vision, they just don't want to hit you in one place. They want to hit you in as many places as possible, whether it be... I, I used to look at it this way when, when I would go on dates and, and kind of still go on dates. It's like, I want to look good. I want to sound good. I want to smell good. I want to hit all of the senses possible. So I think creatively it's kind of a similar thing where if you hit the visual aspects, you hit the musical aspect. And I'm sure there's maybe other ones that I'm just like missing, but I think together makes a more whole presentation. Yeah, well, for me, uh, like for me, visual art and music, they've all, like music has always been a very visual thing for me because sure. Um, well, I, I have synesthesia, I sight sound synesthesia, so I can like see, I've always been able to see sound through colors, like a certain key oh. will cause a certain color, like, um, a minor can be like a sky blue or like, G minor can be like a midnight blue. And like, it, it goes on and on. Like each key can have its own thing and it can vary it sometimes. And like, um, when I came to Micah, uh, when I moved to Baltimore and I attended Micah, like I learned how to like really like try to connect with that part of me to like really push for like new ways that I could express myself through like my use of color or the way I did line work. And a lot of the like mm -hmm. the local scene here, like was very inspirational to that. A lot of artists I would talk to also had like synesthesia as well. And it was really cool to talk about like what their color palettes were and other things like that. But uh, I, I've always, you know, I've never been able to see them as separate. And, uh, so mm -hmm. then I learned like, I don't know, I think I might've been like 13 around the time I got into like Pink Floyd, I learned about Sid Barrett and like, you know, he illustrated some of the 
like he illustrated like the cover for like their first album and uh yeah. you know music and art you know so i was like, oh that's what i want to do so it's always <laughs> been a connection there for me i've never seen them as separate <laughs> so, so you said synesthesia that sounds like a superpower like <laughs> even the way you describe it, it's like oh you just have a superpower it's fine it's fine you're uh, not the first person to say that exactly <laughs> that's great so so with that kind of combined it kind of makes my second question seem a little silly but i'll still ask it uh as a, a visual artist and a musician wasn't it important to combine those mediums or what have you and does one kind of drive the other and i think you answered that second part but was important do you feel to combine the two mediums well um well for me like there's practical reasons as well as uh, spiritual reasons because for me like i i'd love to like i haven't made like my own solo work in music yet but i'd love to just make like album art or like little like comics that illustrate what's going on and like make like visual clips for songs and uh so that's a practical aspect of it but like sure. uh spiritually i'm uh it's just like make drawing a line just a simple line can like evoke a certain sense that feels like, you know, the vibration of the pencil going like that, that like stimulates, like if it's not a color, it's like some kind of texture. So it's always just, it's always just been the drive. It's hard to really describe, but like, there's really no other way. Like I do balance it now because, you know, if I burn out from one thing, I can always fall back on the other and just work on like different projects like usually like a month or two apart like i'll switch between mediums <laughs> that's, le that's legit because um i i think uh i think when you when, you, when you're in that kind of space and, and maybe maybe you agree maybe you don't but like i apply it to the just the, the, i guess how the brain works maybe it's like i need this part of the brain to do these types of tasks or what have you to create in this manner and when i'm doing something else i can't really rely on that side of the brain as much i may need to use this other one but they're usually not working in unison and i need to kind of switch off on occasion mm -hmm. just so i can just like turn it off yeah. Because if you're always using that one side, let's say the side that's always being analytical or the side that's always being hyper creative, <laughs> you run out, you need to refuel it. Definitely. And like, I also have like a very, very short attention span, I will say. Like, I, <laughs> like, and I know like probably like, you know, having phones all the time makes it worse. But like, I've always just been like, just very, like, I just could not focus for a while. I needed like, I needed like learning after school. I mean, I am, I'll say I'm very long winded. So I'll make my question short. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, like if it's, if you're asking me something, I can focus. I just mean like, if it's just no in kidding. the environment, if it's not presented to me directly, like, you know, I like lose focus pretty quickly. <laughs> no, I dig it. I dig it. Cause it's like, uh, I, I, I usually think for, this is terrible, but I usually think what a person is saying. It's like, I know what they're saying and over they're getting that. And I just like, so this is what you mean before they even finish it. So maybe I have a version of it of like, nah, I'm not going to listen to the rest of it. I'm kind of bored, but this is what you're saying. That's the um, thing with art and music. Like it kept my attention, man. Like it, like it wouldn't like, there's so much chaos going on around, like, around all the time you know uh but like music for example that was like the first i think like i found that first for anything just like uh the earliest music memory i have 
it was just a Miles Davis record playing. And um, it just sounded so, it just sounded insane. And I didn't understand it. And it made me want to understand it. And the same thing with art, you know, like that's yeah. how a lot of people describe it to me when, you know, they not like people who call themselves non-creatives, which I don't think that's really a thing, but um, people who don't associate themselves as artists or anything they'll be like oh i don't understand it but i want to more so that's you know that curiosity and like choosing to pursue that curiosity to its mm -hmm. full extent you know that's really what brought me here okay uh, so so in that creatively which artists musically or outside of music do you admire oh my God. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe name a few <laughs> uh i could go on forever but uh, i i know that's why i had to put that that caveat at the end <laughs> all right but uh let me see i'll start musically i think without uh, like uh I, the early on early on i think without lincoln park i probably wouldn't be making music i okay. think like hybrid theory was like crazy for me and like um flying lotus is one of my biggest inspirations so um bats but i I, I grew up as like a punk rock kid. Like you wouldn't be able to tell from my music. Maybe but, uh, <laughs> I could tell from your picture though. I got that vibe off of you. I was like, all right. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, like I really, I was really into Sonic youth and like Nirvana growing up and like that sort of like not being able to like having like the courage to, or the attitude to not want to be like Bob, in or like DIY stuff really fascinated me. And then I didn't really get into hip hop till like 2018, really. It's like super late, oh, wow. but, uh, and, um, like I think like Kid Cudi was like a big, like intro for it. Like it was like smooth enough to like, because sometimes it was just like rhymes over beats, but now I understand like, you know, the diversity behind it now, like, you know, we're in a super like Renaissance era of like rap and hip hop right now. And so there's like, so now I find constant like inspiration there. Like, um, Chester Watson, my favorite rapper is always, you know, like hmm. putting stuff out and very influential. Also my friends here in the scene, um, also JPEG mafia would be like one of the biggest yeah. influences <laughs> local, you know, local hero here <laughs> but uh and i got to meet him once and it was very inspiring because like he's just so like diy he does it all himself and like that's like what i want want to like that's a vibe i want to like give out to people because you can do it yourself you know yeah i mean i think a lot of times when you're you're doing that there are, are challenges and then there are uh there, there are challenges and then there are accolades roses if you will to um be obtained um so I read that you're you're focusing more on the live elements such as live painting and live music. Um, so that's more imp improvisational. Um, is, is it challenging to work live or do you just embrace it? It's like, yeah, I could just create. Well, um, it would have been, but like since high school, I was like, yeah, I, I was like in, in music class, we would like, learn how to jam with other people. That was like the first thing, you know, to do. So like working with, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but you have to like work with it. And, um, uh, I used to be in a band back in college called slow chasm. We played like some psychedelic punk type stuff. Sometimes like we would have a few shows, like when we weren't dealing with school, 
And, um, but it was a lot of our shows, like we barely practiced, honestly, as a band, like we barely practiced, but like, we would honestly kind of nail it because we were very in sync, but we were both ready to like, we both had like that improvisation background and, um, applying that to like live painting or DJing, you know, a lot of my sets, um, I haven't like DJed much around the city, but I'm excited to do that after this pandemic. Um, but like the shows I have gotten to do like they were pretty much improvised and I like to, you know, switch genres on the fly and stuff. Like I, it keeps people excited. I did like, I like keeping people on edge. I feel like that's why I like with beat making and guitar, like incorporating guitar into beat making, there's like this live aspect to it rather than like being there and just sitting with buttons or something like there's just so much I want to do, like engaging with the audience because in the end, like the audience is really the show. You know, it's about like what you want them to feel. And without the audience, there is no show. There's a show for you, but you can do that anywhere. <laughs> that's, that's legit. Like, I, and I think I, I keyed in on, you mentioned earlier, like one of the, uh, it was a Miles Davis reference you made earlier. And I, and I thought like, okay, you're a music appreciator because that's, that's like jazz. You've mentioned the psychedelic stuff. You mentioned hip hop. And now it makes sense in terms of having to just jam with like other musicians. That's a jazz thing. That's an element in jazz and like other like live, live music. But definitely as I'm going into my odyssey of appreciating jazz more, it's definitely just the improvisational. Like I like Charles Mingus. So you get that improv work that's, that's there. So definitely I, um, I appreciate that. Uh, so right you mentioned earlier actually you dropped your first musical project uh now last year at this point uh describe how your work has changed as you mentioned like the D the dj sets aren't really happening because of, of the pandemic or what have you would you consider maybe live streaming some stuff i mean i know the audience isn't quite there in that same way but um is there how has it changed for you um i've i did like a zoom DJ set once <laughs> DJ zoom. Hell yeah. But it was weird because like, there was like when I would try to beat match and mix these two songs together, whenever I would, you know, um, make them in sync, like at the same time, there was like a lag on the zoom. So I would oh, have to no. do it like, and when I figured out how to do it, I would have to do it like a second before the actual time. And it worked at the end, but like, it was strange. I do want to get into like, maybe like, twitch djing yeah twitch it i can't really keep those after but if people are there for the live stream i'd like be happy to do it or i'm thinking of doing it on facebook too um facebook i can almost imagine sorry what i can almost i can almost imagine the call and response like doing like a zoom dj set like (laughs) you'll put your hands up and it's just a bunch of emojis uh yeah like that that's definitely something i want to get like back into because djing uh, like it's just really fun and quick for me like um like i I was such a music like i was that guy like before i could dj i was just like that guy at the house party that was always like queuing songs on spotify and i was like well i might (laughs) dj for real since i'm such a control freak about it (laughs) that's funny so like so you so you've uh so you've moved into baltimore from san juan puerto rico right yeah i came here for school so what are, what are your impressions uh, of baltimore you've been here for what about eight years now eight years yeah um it's crazy it's been eight years almost uh i yeah i just 
I didn't really know anything about Baltimore when I got out here. I, it was, uh, I just got like the best scholarship, like out of all the schools <laughs> that I applied to, but you know, I have no regrets cause it was, it's been wild. Like I have the crazy experiences that Mike and just Baltimore in general, there's like this very homey vibe to Baltimore. There's like, you know, it's like, tries to be kind of like a Northern city, but it's got like a Southern hospitality vibe, or at least those are my impressions. Like those are my experiences. Like, uh, but there's all sorts of people. And uh, what's really kept me from like moving on to different things. Cause a lot of my, a lot of people I know in the scene here have like moved to like different cities. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it's kept me here. It's just like the access that you can have to different, like creative outlets. And, you know, if you want to do an event, there's like, if if COVID wasn't happening, if you want to do an event, yeah. there are many ways for you to do that, you know? And uh, it's like, there is like a small, it's small somewhere, but like this guy, like a very nice homey community of people. There's a lot of support and like, it's not as it, you know, it doesn't try to be as exclusive as other cities in my experience, which I haven't been That's- to that many other cities. I've never even like left the U S per se, like U S grounds, but, uh, like been to like you know other places in the east coast and west coast to me it's just uh it's a great place to for artists to begin as well and like you know i've been here for eight years but i really do feel like i'm like it's my second year as like a artist <laughs> because i don't know when i worked my full-time job i didn't really um i didn't really create that much i focused more on teaching myself music production baltimore is really what made me want to do electronic music like had such a rich like the club scene here and like other like they're just like a lot of like underground electronic geniuses that i see like around maryland really and like really wanted me to like explore electronic music because i grew up as like an analog hands-on musician i guess that's where like the live the, the importance of live comes from from that but uh, yeah but yeah like I, I love baltimore i really do and uh you know, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, so how, how does it, how does the street art, I'm curious about that. How does the street art in Baltimore compare to maybe some of the art in, uh, in San Juan? Oh, um, yeah. San Juan is, well, um, Puerto Rico has like a very, very beautiful street art scene. Uh, it's, uh, we have this thing called, uh, Santurce Isle, uh, Santurce Isle, Santurce Isla. So there's like this place called Santurce and like mm-hmm. every year there's like this um mural festival where like um local and international street artists come to paint the entire like little town like the entire area just murals mm-hmm. everywhere and there's beautiful there's political stuff there's surrealism the color use is so vibrant then like there is a difference like i see it in baltimore too but like that like this entire like little town is just enthralled with murals in a sense that like businesses like bars and restaurants will use like all this art like on their front door and yeah as part of the interior design it's so like interactive with the environment you know i'd like i just want to see that like everywhere in the world you know and uh, yeah and like you know i wasn't really like you know i wasn't like a very like social kid growing up so like i didn't like get to network with a lot of uh like street artists i didn't really do much street art but like you know coming to baltimore really like 
um, got me more into it. But whenever I would like go back to visit, I would always just go there and like talk to like some muralists and stuff, you know, compliment their work. Cause it's pretty mind blowing. Uh, like I highly, I highly recommend you go if you're looking for like great murals. I'm, I'm looking for great murals and great food and I Puerto Rico's on the list. Uh, <laughs> <get> all that. <laughs> okay. That's all. That's all I need to know. Cause, uh, my, my, my PR people, y'all, y'all get it. Um, <laughs> so where do you get your, and we, we have a few questions left. Like, this is like the, the penultimate question. Um, when do you get your best creative thoughts? Some people get them in the shower. Some people get them while drinking, while smoking. Who knows? But where, when and where do you get your best creative thoughts? It's interesting that you asked me that now. Because, like, for, like, the longest time, years, I'm talking years, like, when I was, like, in my teens, I had a huge creative block. And, like, really, I could only improvise, like, jam music. <laughs> but, like, creating yeah. art pieces that I felt comfortable with and like songs that I felt comfortable with. I just was too like critical about it. And so what really changed that was like community, but like mm -hmm. in a way where like the community is always giving you like new resources, new artists to look at. New, like my friends here in the scene, um, like my friend, Yoha inspires me a lot. My, my girlfriend inspires me a lot. B girl gala. She's a local breaker. Um, like, you know, all, all my friends initiatives to keep moving forward really does inspire me like a lot. And, uh, like, like my friends, like, uh, mad Delta, uh, they're like a local rap collective here, um, which my friend Yoha is a part of. And, uh, like, and, uh, you know, and like they're setting up their own recording studios right now. My friend's setting up no filter studios down in, uh, Rockville, Maryland. And, uh, like, I just, you know, my friends are always like busy people trying to do things and like having that sense of like community driving forward, y'all have a similar goal, you know, we're here to support each other. Like, um, you know, rather than be like, you know, all competitive about it, you know, the fact that like, so there's just endless potential and what could be, it's a helpful reminder of how to really stay creative for me. So, so being in those spots with other creatives helps foster your kind of creative thoughts. I think being in it has kind of helped limit those blocks. Right. And also we're in a pandemic. So like there's a lot less of that. So just staying in touch, but also um, like right now, like I'm trying to be creative in different ways where I like, I incorporate more like, business oriented tactics. Like my friend of mine just gave me a book on like advertising, you know, like uh, just mm -hmm. trying to get into things that I may not be comfortable. If I really have like a block, you know, it's might be good to dive into things I'm really not comfortable with. Cause like you, you don't really have expectations for yourself at that point. And like, that can really, you know, you'd be like, okay, I don't know anything. It's good that this source is going to tell me what to do. You know, I can be a baby for once and like <laughs> learn something new. It, 
<laughs> it's like it's like going to the gym or what have you and it's like yeah this is going to suck in the beginning and you're going to be terrible at it but as you do it a little bit more it's going to get easier and easier and i think that's when you're incorporating something new in there it keeps the the mind uh keeps the mind energized and it keeps it on its toes and it would likely knock a, knock out kind of some blocks in other areas because you're now focused in that new area yeah, you that you're those. trying to develop you have to tear those muscles <laughs> like yeah. You got to break yourself down so you can rise higher, which that's a theme in a lot of my works. Like you see a lot of my figures like breaking apart, something's coming out of them, something like, and that's really like an expression of like what it's shedding. Yeah. Shedding to new heights. <laughs> I like that. It's like, it's like a flying snake in some ways. It's just, <laughs> it's just shedding and doing what it has to. Yeah. Uh, so, I have one last question and this is the, because we're, we're in a seafood place, you know, food is a thing here <laughs> and I want to put you on the spot. You've been here long enough, so I can't treat you like you're a fresh transplant. You're, you're, you're basically a Baltimorean now. So oh, really? sorry, Jorge, but now this is the case. Uh, all right. So I got the question okay. for you. <laughs> Crab cakes or oysters? What do you choose between the two? You see, like, my mom's such an oyster head. She's like, like, I've never seen anyone who, like, enjoys oysters more. But, and I didn't have crab cakes till I like, came here. So, uh, uh-huh. I'm going to have to go with crab cakes. But I will say that I haven't had them, like, a lot. But, like, I really do enjoy crab cakes. Like, they put me to sleep. They're, like, so I go with crab cakes. <laughs> you, you've answered that properly. Cause otherwise it's like, look, do you know where you're at, sir? <laughs> uh, so in, in the last few moments here, um, I'm going to, again, thank you for coming on to the show, this podcast. This has been very great. It's been great to learn more about you and what you you're creating out here and your involvement as a creative in Baltimore. But I want to give you an opportunity to shamelessly plug. Where can he find you? Where can he find your website, your social media, all of that good stuff? Yeah, you can just uh, go to my website, uh, art, And uh, you can also follow me on Instagram on mosshead underscore art uh, same handle for twitter and reddit and uh, yeah and uh i'm starting to i'm starting an online shop right now um which you'll get like cool merch I'll also be if you subscribe to my mailing list you'll get you know exclusive content and discounts maybe you'll hear a beat that i never released who knows subscribe to find out and uh, that being said check out uh me and yoha's ep retrograde and uh hope you guys like it and uh, stay tuned because I'll be dropping more content soon. That's great. So again, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and I'll do my sign off. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so for Mosshead, I'm Rob Lees and there is art, beats, all just all types of creativity in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.